Today is Friday, January 17th, 2020. And this week in the news, there's been a lot of talk about a book that is coming out soon that was um, co-written, apparently, by Cardinal Sarah um, and um, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, who I'm just going to call for short, Benedict. No sign of disrespect at all, but... Um, so the idea behind this or the, or the fuss over this book is that basically it defends priestly celibacy. Um, and from all that we can tell, uh, Cardinal Sarah is pro priestly celibacy. Benedict is also pro priestly celibacy and, um, Pope Francis is pro priestly celibacy. He actually made a comment, um, that he said he would rather die before, or aligning himself with someone else who had made the comment, I forget which saint it was, um, but basically that he would rather die than give up priestly celibacy. So, I mean, actions are more important than words at the end of the day, but words are pretty important. So we'll see what Pope Francis does, but there's no indication that he's going to make celibacy optional for the priesthood. There was discussion about priestly celibacy at the Amazon Synod that happened a few months ago. Um, And there are exceptions to celibacy in the Catholic Church right now. Um, In the Latin rite or the Western, in the Western Church, um, celibacy is across the board. It's just whether you're a priest or a bishop. In the Eastern Church, only bishops are required to be celibate, and they're Catholics. So this is within the Catholic Church. The other exception is when, and there may be more, I'm not an expert in this area, I'm just talking based on my general knowledge and reading articles and just being aware of the issue. But um, the, another exception is for priests who come in from the Anglican Church, for example. Ironically, there's a, a conservative writer, blogger, podcaster out there uh, who's very well-liked in conservative circles, um, and he's married. And he came over from the Anglican church and remains married and has children and no one has an issue with it. Though when there's discussion over the Amazon synod about making an exception for men, um, to become ordained priests who are married, older men, um, basically who have proven to be loyal to the church and good men. Um, there's all this, all people are very upset about it which I just don't get, honestly, to, to be honest with you. I have friends who are um, very, I wouldn't even say conservative, maybe slightly conservative-leaning, uh, who are upset about the Amazon Synod and, and all these things, and they kind of make the slippery slope argument, which is valid. I mean, you, you need to think about what could happen if you allow one thing to happen, then what happens next. But it's just not reality at this point, and so I just don't see all the purpose of getting so upset about it. Um, assuming the worst, and I don't believe this necessarily, I'm just working through the hypothetical ideas in my mind. Let's say I saw an article that said that Pope Francis was furious about, about Benedict being listed as a co-author of this book. And so what ended up happening was, uh, which I don't, honestly, I don't believe it's even maybe possibly true. I don't know. Maybe he was furious. Maybe he wasn't. Journalists have made things up about Pope ben, uh, Pope Francis before uh, and just blatantly lied about things or 
they have kind of exaggerated things. So whether that's true or not, I don't know. But let's just, for now, let's just assume that it's true. Um, at the end of the day, what's going to happen is the first printing of the book will have Cardinal Sarah as an author and also Benedict as a, as a co-author. Um, and then in future printings of the book, I think Benedict is going to be listed as a contributor rather than a co-author. Um, but everything that he contributed to the book will remain the same. Nothing will be changed. And that's it. That's, that's what's going to happen. So really the cover is going to change in the future. Uh, people have speculated and said that this was because Francis was furious, Pope Francis was furious, and that this was kind of to try, kind of placate him and, and make him happy. So again, at the end of the day, the book is being published. All people involved, Cardinal Sarah, Pope Francis, and Benedict, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI, are all on the same page as far as priestly celibacy goes. They are not in disagreement. So I'm just wondering, oh, the other comment I wanted to make was, let's say Benedict did get furious. And for that reason, I'm sorry, Pope Francis was furious about it. And so Benedict decided to, you know, make this change or recommend this change to the book. If there's this like behind the scenes battle being fought between these two popes or at the Vatican or whatever, then Benedict has chosen to fight it the way he's fighting it which is contributing to this book, whether he's a co-author or listed as a contributor. Why is it up to conservative Catholics or any Catholic to jump into the fight on Twitter and on social media and all the other places on the internet, on, on blogs and everything else, and make such a big fuss about this? Did, did Benedict say that that's what he wants these people to do? I didn't see, I didn't see any statement from Benedict saying that that's what he wanted. Benedict is a very smart man, and I don't think he needs anyone to defend him. So um, this conservative versus, again, conservative versus liberal battle, it's just getting so tiresome. I'm so tired of hearing about it. It's just ridiculous. Uh, and then on the liberal side, you have some people in the press, I guess, who are upset that, um, that Benedict should have never made this comment because he's not the, he's not the pope anymore. Um, he's not the acting pope or active pope or however you want to put it. And it's just like, so So that's what they're upset about, the quote-unquote liberals. And the quote-unquote conservatives are upset because they um, feel like Benedict is being bullied in some way. And it's just ridiculous from both sides. You know, if you're a liberal and you're in that camp, then you're assuming things um, that aren't true, that these popes are in conflict and that... Um, there's this kind of behind-the-scenes battle going on. Maybe there is. I don't know. But if there is, is it your job and my job to assume things and then jump in and then, and then argue with each other and fight amongst each other? Is that what we're supposed to do if there is a behind-the-scenes battle? Now, if there was some real imminent crisis happening that Benedict thought was so serious that the faithful needed to be informed about it and needed to take public positions on this issue. Okay, but he hasn't done that, has he? Has Benedict come out and say, this is such a major crisis, the church is in such imminent danger, the faithful are in such imminent danger that you all need to voice your 
opinion and take a side on this right now. No, he hasn't done that. So I would just say, um, okay, it's interesting to read about. It's kind of, we see some of maybe the politics playing out that happened behind the scenes, playing out, you know, where everyone can see them. Um, but this is, Benedict is, is a strong man. He doesn't, and strong pope. He doesn't need you and I to fight his battles based on assumptions. If he wants us to fight a battle for him, then he can come out and tell us. And he hasn't done that. And so if there's a battle that needs to be fought, we can't assume that there is one. And um, if there is, and he hasn't come out to tell us, well then, where's our leader? <laughs> if you're on that side. Um, so I, I just don't see all the fuss about it. It is what it is. And um, nothing's changed. Doctrine hasn't changed. Nothing's changed. There are exceptions to celibacy. I believe celibacy is extremely important in the Catholic Church. Um, I think it is of tremendous value, and um, I think for many reasons that I'm not going to get into so, because it's such a complicated subject, maybe I'll write an article about it, I think it's important, and should. And we, I think that priestly celibacy is something that we should continue to practice in the church, but it's not required by, um, by our beliefs, and there's Eastern Rite Catholics right now priests who are not practicing celibacy, and there are exceptions, ironically enough, conservative priests who are married, who've decided to come into the church, and are and there's an exception made for them, and they can be priests. Um, maybe if those priests thought it was so important that celibacy be practiced across the board, always, then they shouldn't be priests. I don't know why they're, they're priests, but that's my comment on that. I just think um, we need to get away from arguing with each other and move on. And uh, until I see something worth getting extremely upset about because it's a, a an imminent catastrophe about to happen, I'm just not going to go and let these things upset me. What upsets me more than the issue is seeing both sides react to it and their reactions to it. That's what's upsetting to me. I'd like to see more unity and community in the church and uh, less assumption, less arrogance, and um, just that we, we be who we're supposed to be, the united body of Christ.